to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hi, my name is Jen Gale. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. This podcast is something I believe is going to speak to you, and it's something that really comes from the pages of my own life. I believe that today's podcast is really going to help you advance and hopefully throw off some distress that you've been dealing with in your life this far. Today, I want to talk about worry. You know, it's interesting that in our current culture, medical professionals are actually telling us that the number one cause of most medical problems are stress-induced, and that worry is the fire starter of stress. It's crazy to me that as someone who has grown up in a Christian home, learning about the things of God, the love of God, and the care of God pretty much my whole life, that I would still hit pockets and places where I find myself worrying. But the truth of the matter is that unless we do something to counter the culture we're living in, our humanity is prone to the state of worry. But it does not mean that we have to live there. Thank God you and I can change that. You know, worry is an interesting animal in and of itself because worry really places us in a position where we're thinking about things that have not even happened yet. Worry is really pointed toward the future. It is made up of questions of what if this, what if this happens, what if this doesn't happen, what if this person does this, what if this person doesn't do this. Worry is the predetermined pain of a scenario or a final outcome that hasn't even happened yet. And what happens is that worry uproots the word of God that is placed in our heart. I want to read to you a portion of scripture out of Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 2. And it says this, For unto us was the gospel preached, the good news, as well as unto them, But this word, this good news preached, did not profit them because it was not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You and I know this is true, that the word being preached to us, being told of what the promises of God declare and what the word says, to hear it is one thing, but it does not do us any good. In other words, the benefits of God's promises cannot go into action in our lives if we don't mix our faith, our believing with them. And worry is, of course, the opposite of that. Worry is never based on goodness. Worry is always based on an evil outcome. And this is not the destiny, the life that God prepared for you and I. You know, I can remember even just last year when I was walking out some things that God had called me to do, and they were just some of the biggest things that I had ever really walked through, some of the biggest things I'd ever had to believe God for. And I can remember when I would settle down at night in all of these scenarios, stressful scenarios of bad outcomes would just flood my mind. 
And man, it would just be a matter of minutes and I would just find myself filled with thoughts of worry, feelings of worry and of fear. And I knew that's not what was in my true core, my heart, but that's what was flooding my mind. And I found out that I had to do something about it. I could not allow worry to uproot the word of God in my heart. And I certainly couldn't allow that if I was going to fulfill the path of my destiny. So what is it that we're really dealing with here? On this podcast, I want to expose the strategy of the enemy that is firing darts of worry, thoughts of worry and fear at you. I want to expose those so that then we can apply truth and give you some practical tools about how to deal with this. First of all, I thought this was interesting. Let me give you a few statements that were made about worry. A powerful woman of God, Corey Ten Boom, once said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. Man, if you have ever gone through places of worry, you know that that is true. This is another great quote. A day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. That is so powerfully true. Worry is just an absolute drain on the strength, the inspiration, and the motivation that you do have. George Washington once said this, Worry is the interest paid by those who borrow trouble. Ouch, that one really goes deep. And lastly, whatever worries you is what masters you. When I read that, I thought, that is so true. Whatever I am allowing to worry me is what is mastering me. But the Word of God clearly tells us that worry is not our destined place to live from, that rest is our destined place to live from. Back in Hebrews chapter 4, I want to pull your attention to verse 9. It says, There remaineth therefore a rest... To the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased or desisted from his own works, even as God did from his. Verse 11 says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any one of us should fall after the same example of unbelief. You know, it's interesting that the call from Jesus to our hearts. To travel on our path of destiny is to rest in him. It is to lay down every heavy burden and to give all to him, the one that gives us back, rest. But at the same time, even as Jesus calls you and I to rest, there's also a call to awake to a work, to a destiny, a purpose, a plan he's called us to. And you would think that these two calls, a call to rest and a call to destiny, to a work, would contradict themselves. We sometimes forget this and imagine that if we follow Jesus, then we'll just never have anything to do. If I follow Jesus, am I just supposed to rest and sit back and just believe that somehow he brings every wonderful thing to pass in my life? No, this isn't true. He does not steal our hands from working or even our minds from creating. He doesn't take away the process of building and believing and collaborating. The call of Jesus is not a call to rest from work, 
But listen to this. The call of Jesus is to rest in work. You see, the rest we receive is a rest in having found a full supply in him of inspiration for the work he's called us to. The supply that I find in him to fulfill my calling is a supply of energy. It's a supply of sufficiency, and it is a supply of divine strategy. You see, the bottom line is that you and I can do better work and even accomplish more work because of our faith that comes from being in him. And this faith that comes from being found in him puts my soul, my mind, will, and emotions at rest. See, we have to understand that the struggle and confusion, even the fatigue of life, This comes from slipping back into old ways of scrambling around ourselves, trying to figure things out. It comes from a mentality of being self-propelled, and that robs us of the rest that God has given us and called us to. When you and I try to manage our own answers and try and find results that are apart from Him, instead of falling into harmony with Him, and living through him and all that he is, that's when fatigue and worry and stress enters into the picture. I found out what wears me out is not the work of life itself. It's not the destiny he's called me to, but it's the sense of drudgery, the sense of monotony, the sense of trying to have to figure everything out myself that brings a sense of fatigue and then brings with it a blind vagueness that begins to shadow my life. I mean, really, listen, none of us want to merely scatter our lives and spend our days and months and years in nothingness. That in and of itself produces so much worry and stress and fear. But God has called each of us to fulfill a destiny that involves just enough work within it to manage and to do happily and with joy And this is how our lives are to be when we stick to his plan. And this is something that I think really answers the question of how do we combat thoughts of worry and stress? How do we come against that? And the answer is that we are supposed to be living life under the force of his grace that enables us to run our race to stay on the path of destiny that he has entirely supplied and promised to sustain me in. It's when I add to it that begins to drain my supply of strength. You see, if I begin to add to what God has called me to do, things that I've come up with on my own, well, then that's on me. If I get things out of order that God has called me to, if I get life out of order, then that is on me. If I sit down under stress and let blind vagueness dissuade me from seeing who I really am, then I'm going to inevitably feel the effects of that. It doesn't mean my life is without meaning. It means I have lost sight of what life is really supposed to mean. God's plan for you does not involve taking away a sense of work or mission or task. His plan is to redistribute that under the supply of his grace. His plan is for him to bear the weight of all the problem solving, the directing, 
and the providing. Mine is the trusting, the following, the believing, and the loving. You see, God's is the greatest and the largest plan in history. And it includes you, it includes me, it includes all of us. His plan is to build a kingdom of righteousness and power and progress. And to his kingdom, everything that is needed to fulfill this plan are simply material accessories that he provides for you and I. I have to kick back and realize that in order to fulfill God's plan for me, it is going to take more than I would ever be able to generate on my own. It's going to require more momentum, more energy, more inspiration and creativity than I could ever come up with on my own. My destiny, your destiny, is going to require things that in and of ourselves, we could never get our hands on or obtain in our own strength. But with the force of his grace at your back, as you and I yield to him, everything that we need, every position, every place of influence, every opportunity, all the favor that your destiny is going to require is definitely going to come to pass, but it's going to come by his hand. You see, when Jesus came into the world, he basically made this statement, I provide for my own. To every one of us, he assigned a destiny, a purpose, a calling, a task, but he does insist that we take only what he has called us to do. If every one of us respond to the call of Jesus and simply take upon ourselves the burden of the call he called us to, if every one of us just stayed within the boundaries of the destiny and the purpose and the plan for our lives and only looked to that, man, this would be an entirely different world that we would be living in. I think we would be amazed at the amount of contentment and prosperity that would come into our lives simply because we only directed our energy to what we were called to do. We only placed our eyes upon the tasks at hand that had come from his presence. If we only kept our feet on the path of destiny that God called us to walk, our contentment, our prosperity, our joy, our peace would go through the roof. All of the fear and the worry and the unrest of life would be done away with. You see, this happens when you and I change from a self-center to a God-center. When we turn our thoughts away from whether the world is applauding us to whether if God approves of us, instead of choosing isolation, our eyes begin to adjust to see the needs of people right in front of us and our desire pops to the top to help others with the genuine compassion that fills our hearts and to minister to people right where they're at. So we have to understand that the first thing that comes along to try and eject us from our path of destiny is our forgetfulness of God. It tries to shove us into self-propelled living. I would say to you that the number one tool that you can use to keep yourself sort of inoculated from places of worry and doubt and fear 
is to make sure that you are running daily to his promises and to his presence that remind you and I that we are living this life because of the force of grace, his grace that comes from him. That every day I am running on a supply of grace that he's provided for me. So it would seem ludicrous when I reach the end of my day and I place my head on the pillow to allow my thoughts of how I'm going to manage what's ahead to push me into a place of worry. Of course I can't come up with all the answers. Of course I can't come up with all the solutions. But when I realize that I am so absolutely bound to lean and rely on Him, I would never dream of trying to come up with the answers and the solutions in the first place. I realize what the writer of Hebrews was trying to tell me and remind me that the only labor that I really have is to enter into his rest, to realize that I am not in any way self-sufficient, but that his grace is sufficient for me. I want to encourage you today to create a daily habit of running to his presence and running to his promise. Let these things inoculate you from worry and fear, things that are causing the world so many medical problems, physical problems. Let his presence and his promises guard your heart, guard your mind, and in doing so, they will absolutely ensure that your feet will stay on the path of your destiny. I pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you, but that it is speaking to you right where you're at, that this word today would guard you against all of the sand traps of the what ifs and the what if they do and the what if they don't, that it would kick you up to that high place where you realize that your life is not your own, you were bought with a price, and that the author and the finisher of your faith holds your future in the palm of his hands. I'll leave you with this. I learned a long time ago that if I would place my future, my life in his hands, and I would never take it out of his hands, that his hands would go to work for me. I pray today that you would be encouraged and inspired and that your heart would be filled with peace. I pray that you would step up to a place of destiny that God intended you for and that you would walk it with a heart of contentment, a heart of joy, enjoying the journey along the way, knowing that great days, tremendous days are ahead, not because you have all the answers, but because you know the one who does. We love you. We're praying for you. We bless you today, and we'll see you back here soon.